You're listening to a podcast from DTB. Welcome to the DTB podcast for volume 48, number one, January 2010. My name's Ike Hanachar and I'm editor of Drug and Therapeutics Bulletin. And I'm joined by David Vizakali, DTB's deputy editor. Hello. This issue begins with an editorial about high street mole checks, a topic DTB's covered before, David. Yes, as you say, we covered this in March 2009 uh, with an editorial highlighting concerns over new imaging techniques which were being used for diagnosis of melanoma, particularly raising issues around whether their use by untrained clinicians as part of high street mole clinics was, was a particular problem. So what's, what's changed? What's moved on? Well, th- this month's editorial takes this a step further and discusses a, a new review um, that's looking at the use of artificial intelligence systems as part of the diagnostic process. But we also raise um, the issue of two cases which came from one of our readers, uh, illustrating problems of diagnosis from uh, so-called high street mole clinics, particularly with a case where there was a misdiagnosis of a recurrent skin cancer. Okay. The first main article in this issue covers a problem called medication overuse headache. Now, this condition affects around 1% of adults in the general population, so it's very common. What does the article cover, David? Well, as we know, headache is a common condition um, suffered by lots of people. There are various types of headache. And one of the mainstays of management of headache is, is the use of, of analgesia. But, but paradoxically, one of the problems that patients can get is when they use analgesia on a very regular basis, it can actually precipitate headaches itself. And these are known as the medication overuse headaches. So the article looks at how patients with medicine, medication overuse headache can be managed, particularly looking at things like stopping uh, the offending medicine, uh, managing any problems associated with withdrawing the medicine, looking at the underlying uh, headache being treated in the first place, and also looking at how to prevent patients from relapsing in the future um, and preventing them from going through this cycle again. So is it just standard analgesics that are a problem here? No, no, it can be more than just just the simple analgesics, uh, non-steroidals, and even triptans used for migraine have been uh, implicated in this, and we explore each of these in the article. Okay. The second main article covers the use of cognitive behavioural therapy for schizophrenia. Now, this might seem like a a counterintuitive idea, the use of a, a technique like CBT for a psychotic illness. Uh, David, what's the article about? Yes, I mean, standard treatments for um, schizophrenia routinely involve uh, pharmacological interventions, but we know that these are not terribly successful all the time. And this interesting use of cognitive behavioural therapy as an adjunctive uh, treatment to what what patients are already receiving looks as though it might actually be quite, quite an exciting approach. The article looks at where CBT might might be useful, the, the sort of principles behind CBT and how it's how it's delivered, as well as exploring the the evidence behind it, uh, and there is a reasonable evidence base to show that uh, that it is is effective, um, particularly around positive uh, management of positive symptoms and potentially cost effective um, intervention as as well. Now, clearly, not everyone will be suitable for for this intervention, um, but where appropriate, uh, it has a role and is currently endorsed by NICE in its latest recommendations. Thank you. And finally in this issue we have a review of tocilizumab, a cytokine potentially to be used in treating patients with rheumatoid arthritis. What's special or interesting about this particular drug, David? 
Over the last few years, management of rheumatoid arthritis has been revolutionised by a whole series of, of biological agents, um, and we've got quite a quite a plethora of them at the moment. The latest one, tocilizumab, is acting in a slightly different way from some some of the other ones. It targets a slightly different part of the inflammatory pathway, and offers potentially a another alternative for management of patients who. Um, may have run out of options elsewhere. It's got a reasonable evidence base. It looks promising. And I guess the question that we will need to address in the longer term is, is does it represent a cost-effective option as well as a clinically effective option? That being established, clearly? At the moment, it's pending a nice decision. Um, and I suspect that over the next few months, we may see NICE producing its, its final determination on the place of this product for the NHS. Thank you, David. To read these or any other DTB articles, please go to our website, dtb.bmj.com. For more information about this programme and other BMJ Group podcasts, go to podcasts.bmj.com.